Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hello friends, you're listening to episode 78 of the Take the Reins podcast, a personal growth podcast for horse owners who are ready to uncover the best version of themselves to allow them for better communication and connection with the horses and humans they love. I'm your host, Nikki Porter, and I am so happy to have you here with me today. As I record this episode, I am back in the living quarters of my horse trailer, same place I was last week, but feeling refreshed and excited for this episode. To begin, I'd love to take a minute to fill you in on what's been happening in my horse world over the last few weeks and to give you a heads up of what's to come that might just interest you if you enjoy this podcast. Then I'm going to discuss my biggest takeaways, or I guess you could call it reinforcement, having had four days at the Jim Anderson Clinic behind Ford and I. And lastly, I'm going to share something I find really heartwarming from today. All right, to start, whew. What a crazy few weeks it has been. I feel like October hit and I literally ran from one day to the next. Mike and I finished our on-the-road trail clinics and moved into our cattle show producing season at the end of September and the barn lit up with people excited to ride their horses and get sorting for the season. On October 2nd, our close friend, arguably family at this point, had her new horse kicks arrive to Canada. I went for the drive with my father-in-law to pick up this new four-legged friend, and what we thought was going to be a short trip up and back turned into a 12-hour wait at the border. We finally arrived home with Rusty's special horse and have been getting to know him ever since. He is a talented little horse that I have enjoyed watching Rusty bond with and try new things. We then had to prep for our crown show, which is our annual all-ladies sorting show at home. The show takes a lot of time and work to host, but man, is it ever worth it. I can't even explain to you how much pride I have in this show, but also the women who compete in it. The energy and the attitude they bring into the arena is one of a kind. As you heard in my last episode, if you had the time to tune in, our crown show ended last Sunday and we packed up our ponies and headed two and a half hours down the road to the Jim Anderson Clinic that our dear friend Sue Lowe very kindly organizes each year. 
I rode with Jim Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of last week, and then headed back home for Halloween weekend with the family. I dropped Blake off at her nan's last night after a great night of trick-or-treating. I then got one more night of sleep at home in my own bed and then hit the road again with Ford early this morning. That brings me to right now. We had another fantastic ride today, and I can't wait to work more in the arena tomorrow and Wednesday before heading back home to unpack my bags for at least a couple months of riding and teaching at home. As busy as October was, I'm feeling super blessed going into November and slightly confused because I cannot believe that right now, as I record this, it's November 1st. It's just so incredible to me that some months can go by so slowly and then there's these other months in the year that fly by so quickly you don't even have time to associate yourself. And I don't even know if I wrote out the date like three times in the month it feels like. So I'm kind of looking forward to going into the winter months right now where things start to slow down. Now, I feel like so many of us spend our time saying, as an adult, I'm looking forward to the next month or two months when things slow down and we just keep repeating that over and over again and things never really slow down. But I do feel like we have an opportunity with things happening more close to home over the next few months that we we can really settle in and I can unpack my bags and we can enjoy some time uh, at home and not on the road and still equally enjoy the time with the horses. So really looking forward to that. Let's move into more about the gym clinic, shall we? If you don't know who Jim Anderson is, be sure to look up Higher Horsemanship online. You can find them on Facebook, their website, or on Instagram as well. And you'll see more about Jim and his lovely wife, Andrea, there and what they do. Also, stay tuned for next week on Canada Horse Podcast that I host with Nadine Smith, where we will have the privilege of sitting down with Jim and have a great chat to share with you. Jim has been coming to Nova Scotia for quite a few years now and does a long stretch of three-day clinics while he's here. I've been lucky to take a few horses in his clinics, but this past year has been my favorite so far. In the past, it all felt a bit overwhelming, what I can only imagine a horse who's being flooded likely feels like. He had so much insightful knowledge that changed a lot of how I thought about and worked with horses that I wanted so badly to soak it all in, and it really left me feeling a bit drained and exhausted by the end of each clinic. This year, I feel like I've found a sense of ease because I feel like I now have successfully incorporated so much of what I've learned over the years into my coaching both on and off the horse. Rather than feeling overwhelmed this year, I find myself nodding, agreeing, and saying things like, oh right, I needed that reminder. One of my favorite moments of the clinic so far happened the first day last week. Jim was speaking to a rider and modified something that he used to teach. He said that in the past, he would break down asking something of the horse into three phases. The first is the cue, the second, the pressure, and the third, the release. But now he believes there are four phases, the first being intention, followed by the other three. 
I almost cheered when he said this because it aligns perfectly with what Beth and I teach in our Aware Horsewoman program and is what I'm currently focusing on with my own horse and in my own life. Our intention is the first step to clearly communicate anything with anyone, horses and humans alike. Intention by definition is an aim or plan. It seems like common sense that before we communicate, before we ever ask anything of others or of ourselves, that we would have a clear aim or plan. But that is not the case. So often we are just doing without ever slowing down to do so intentionally. Intention is incredibly important to have clear communication and to keep forward motion in any relationship. But it isn't that that I want to focus on right now. For the purpose of today's episode, I want to bring our attention to the energy that being aware of your intention brings to your body. Intention in your mind brings energy to your body that your horse and those around you can feel. It is that energy that begins our communication with those around us. It is when our energy or perceived intention as a result of our energy does not match our actions that our horses and humans get confused by us. So I challenge you. I want you to begin to notice what does intention feel like in your body? Where do you feel it? How does communicating with a focus on your intention first affect your relationships? Okay, so the last thing I wanted to discuss around the gym clinic this week is the idea of comfort zones. A lot has been showing up on my social media lately around this topic, and due to that and my personal circumstances, I've been thinking about it a lot. An example of a theory about comfort zones came up again for me just this evening in my Instagram, and it said something along the lines of, you can't have growth and remain in your comfort zone. Whereas one last week argued that growth can only occur within certain levels of our comfort zone where we feel supported and challenged. It got me thinking about times I leapt without feeling overly supported by others and felt completely uncomfortable. And when I say completely uncomfortable, I mean mentally, emotionally, and physically even. What I've landed on in my thoughts on this topic is that both are right and neither is wrong. Growth is completely individual. Saying that growth can or cannot occur in different varying degrees of comfort is right insofar as it relates to the person posting it or speaking about it. I personally have felt a draw to the idea that growth happens when I am out of my comfort zone, but I would say that is because I've established a sense of personal support that allows me to navigate uncomfortable situations without feeling alone, abandoned, overwhelmed, or anxious. This is not the case for everyone, and neither is good or bad or right or wrong. It's all the human experience. So what do you think? Do you feel like you grow the most personally when you are thrown off the deep end? You throw yourself even off the deep end, and you have no support, and you're just sink or swim. You gotta do the thing, and you know, 
it's it's completely outside of your comfort zone or do you feel like the most growth happens for you when you're in a supported environment and can just dabble on the edge of your comfort zone and make sure that you are continuing to feel safe while you experience new things. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know in either my social media or email me nikki at nikkiporter.ca and fill me in on how you experience growth in relation to your comfort zone. All right, so as promised, I'm going to talk briefly about some things that are happening that might interest you if you enjoy this podcast. So the first is that the Aware Horsewoman program that I teach with Beth is opening up for registration again soon. And Beth and I are so excited to be able to offer this program again. And it's going, it was great last year, but it's going to be even better this year. So stay tuned, check check out my Instagram and you'll be able to see when registration for that class opens up. It will, like I said, it will be soon. Uh, we're just in the organizing phases, but it's going to be a good one. Make sure that you send me an email. Again, it's Nikki at NikkiPorter.ca if you would like to get uh, information as soon as that class opens up on registration. So I can send you a quick email that just says, just a heads up, this is when registration opens and these are all the details. So let me know if you want that information and I will send that along your way. Secondly, I wanted to just let you know where we're at in the publishing of the collaborative book I'm working on called Riding Through It. I'm telling you, this is going to be a phenomenal book. And I know I'm biased, but I'm telling you, these stories, these women, they are incredible. They are moving. They're vulnerable. And I cannot wait for you to read them. I will give you a little warning. There's a couple stories in there that you're going to want to have a Kleenex box next to you for. They're so emotional. They're so real. And I just can't wait for you to meet these women through their stories with their horses. Right now, we're in the second phase of editing and quickly moving to get into our proofreading and then going into the next phase in publishing. So we are fingers crossed we are going to have this ready and available for order for Christmas. Now, I am of the understanding that there's some paper shortages happening in the publishing world right now, and it's creating some difficulties or just not necessarily difficulties, but just longer waits than normal. Thank I don't I don't know if this is thanks to COVID. I'm going to blame it on COVID because I feel like I can blame all shortages on COVID right now, but that is the reality in the publishing industry at this time. So same as so many other industries that are being hit with with, uh, shortages. So bear with us. We're doing our best to be able to get this book out in time to order for Christmas. We'll keep you posted. Check out our Instagram. You'll be able to see what's going on when it's available for pre-order. I'm aiming for middle of November. So that's coming very, very quickly. And if you haven't already checked out 
some of the author's stories are just introductions to the author's stories. You can go onto my Instagram and there's some author features there. We haven't covered all of them. There's 17 stories in total in this book and I'm telling you they're all phenomenal. We're going to continue to introduce everyone to the authors, but I can't wait to be able to do some events with these ladies and really get their names out there so that you can hear their story. I know that it's going to resonate with so many of you, and uh, I'm just so honored to work with them. To finish off this episode, I want to read some responses on a social media post that I made today that absolutely put a smile on my face and warmed my heart, and I hope they do the same for you. In a post I made today, I asked my audience to tell me what is their favorite thing about their horse, and I love these responses, so I'm going to read them to you because we spend an awful lot of time thinking about the different things that we desire to improve with our horses or work on with our horses. And it's nice to be able to just soak in what we already love about them and appreciate them for. So Melva wrote, I love that Cooper gives me his best try, is often checking in when we're riding, doing groundwork, or when I'm puttering around the barn. He's got the best personality. Jennifer shared, I love that Flash has earned my trust after a horrible beginning to her life and let me offer the best years of her life. I love that Harley chose me even though I was told he would never be any good in the show ring. I love that Tucker is giving me the opportunity to work with a horse who's had a wonderful start while giving me an all-new start and a chance to be a better rider, to slow it down, grow, and focus on my riding and horsemanship. Amy said, For my gelding, my favorite thing is his unending willingness to try and to please me. He would do anything for me. My favorite thing about my filly is how tough and gritty she is. She can conquer anything. Plus, they are both really pretty. Jody shared, My favorite thing is when a horse comes here, shut down and protective, then decides to trust us. Nothing like knowing they decided to partner up despite whatever has happened in their past. Janet wrote, Kind of brings tears to my eyes, actually. When I got Derby and I tried to do some groundwork, he ran to the corner of the arena and hid there. He did his job and followed the tail in front of him. Even though he didn't know what I was asking, he tried. He still gets nervous when I ask wrong or he does the wrong thing and I say no and ask again, but he always wants to do the right thing. I love his try. Heather Button actually shared a really cute photo with hers, and she said, I love that no matter how many mistakes I've made with her, Goldie is willing to stay on this journey with me. Jennifer shared, Cece's tolerance for my learning. She's so very willing. She waits on me, and we're developing our levels of trust together. Lisa Marie wrote, I love that Max has trusted me to keep him alive for 15 years and counting. I love that Vegas has taught me what a trustworthy mount truly is. And I love that Serena is teaching me how to be a better rider. Jillian said, a goofy gelding personality is a must. I have to agree, Jillian. 
Dorothy shared Twister's laid-back attitude that changes to fierce when he's on a cow. His soft, smooth jog, his friendly what-you-got look, his brown-tipped white ears. Do I have to choose one? Love my pony. No, Dorothy, I don't think you have to choose just one. Lindsay said, love that Leo tests me every ride, even though he won't get away with it. Diane says, Jester's personality and willing to learn and please. Natasha shared, I love how much fun I have with my horse. He tries so hard with everything we do while still making me feel safe with him. He's truly my partner. And Jamie finished it off with, how fast Boyd catches on to something we are working on. I love all of those responses, and I can't wait to read more as they come in over the next couple days. And I think it's really important for us to, to just sit with that and think about what do I love most about the people and horses and animals I say I love. And to make sure that when we're speaking about them or to others, or to ourselves, or communicating with them, that that love is where our communication comes from. I find it's so easy for all of us, myself included, to begin a conversation with the negative, or to relate to someone from a negative mindset versus really owning the love that we have for someone and or for something even. And so just to be bring our awareness to how we're speaking about each other, how we're speaking about the ones that we say we love uh, and how we describe them and really where we're focusing with uh, with those horses and humans in our lives. All right, guys. That's it for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to Take the Reins. I really appreciate you being here and I will speak to you next week on the Take the Reins podcast. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind. Mm-hmm.